What are we doing? We are doing iTunes reviews. Giving away some free shit. Uh, free t-shirts and tanks. How many Tank are, tops. How oh, many, yeah. How many other podcasts do you guys listen to? Giveaway stringers, giveaway shirts every single week. Yeah, how many how many podcasts do you listen to that bribes people to leaving reviews? <laughs> hey, none. Hey, hey, it works. We're, we're bribing people to like us, <laughs> and we deliver. It's we like, do deliver. It's kind of like a fraternity when you think about it, or a sorority. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, yeah. some people have. Like, show us your tits. <laughs> <laughs> show us your tits, and you'll get a free T-shirt. Instead, code you know, write us a review. <laughs> send a <laughs> send a DM to Doug. <laughs> Either one will get you a free t-shirt. Yeah, either way. Just either saying. Way, yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. putting it out there. All right, let's give some shit away. Yeah, interestingly, some people haven't claimed their shirt yet. So, oh. so if you happen to be going through a past episode and your name comes up, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll honor that. We'll honor that. That is if Adam doesn't take your shirt home and wear it himself first. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know you already well, wore them You got to first show that you, you, you aren't owning shirts. Yeah. You know, like you really need it. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't have one. All right, give us our first winner, Doug. Well, let me just say our reviews have slightly increased, so we're on a good trajectory here. Thank you. So I want everybody out there to review hard this coming week, and I tell you what, if we get... 12 reviews i'll give out four shirts total don't forget to there's nothing Whoa. there is nothing unethical about you grabbing somebody else's phone and leaving a review not all whatsoever not at all. and then make absolutely sure you put your, yeah and then you exactly. claim it afterwards for yep. yourself you're, yep. you're benefiting humanity by doing that right. absolutely <laughs> the world's a better place because of that so we got two winners this week we have meathead mermaid Woo oh she's the redhead girl that yeah. comments on your stuff yeah, oh nice yeah. yes and uh e pedro who wrote a very emotional uh Review. His yeah, review. That was, that was very deep. I, I recommend everybody who right now who's listening to this podcast to go and read our reviews and find the one by E. Pedro. It's a long review. And it's very, I mean, it was, I, I, I mean, it was deep. It was yeah, a good Yeah, it kind of took me back. In fact, read all of our reviews because there's just some incredibly amazing ones. Oh, hilarious sure. ones too. Yeah, hilarious, amazing. I mean, I, I get inspired just Honestly, I have, I have yeah, a guilty confession. One of my things to do, because I, we do get quite, quite a few now, is like I once a week I get on there, and it's normally like a Thursday or Friday is night. Is it when you're pooping? No, and I, I actually I get high <laughs> and I do when this. I'm pooping. Oh, okay. Yeah, I smoke a little bit of weed, and then I sit and I read through it, and I get all emotional, dude. <laughs> you, I, Katrina you, walked in the other day, and I was crying. crying. Yeah, you were really crying? I was. And I, it might have been his that I started crying. You might be smoking was, too much, right? No. The kind where you're like, <laughs> you know, your nipples start leaking. I do get a little For real, you cry? I'm sensitive, dude. You're like a big bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm such a bully. You know, I, 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 no, I'm just kidding. I, I sometimes I cry all the time. I, uh, I don't really, but I, the I do get when people, <laughs> when people speak from That'll their heart it. and they, and, and things like that. Okay. Like when you're, when you're caught, when you're a, a man, a man or a woman and, and you're complimenting another human being, especially if I feel like a man to a man, uh, complimenting them. Uh, it, it takes a lot of humility. Uh, it takes a, it takes a very strong person to do that. And uh, I feel like I, I the way I reciprocate that is like that's special to me, and I get all emotional over it because I feel like not a lot of people do that. Yeah, not I, even people could put themselves out there and it, let that be known. It, it's, exactly, it's, it's quite I, a, a process. It is quite the process that uh, you know. It's the reason why we don't have a million of them. We'd have a million of them if nah, everybody yeah. if everybody did it, but it takes. If we somebody- had a million of them, you'd be a fucking mess. Yeah. We don't want to yeah. do that. <laughs> I mean, his mascara be everywhere. Guys. <laughs> Did you read this? <laughs> Yesterday's re- 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 review. <laughs> okay, okay. Last, last winner. No, there's two winners. Oh. We had Mermaid. E. Pedro, send us your iTunes name, your address, your size to mindpumpradio at gmail.com. Thank you. Make Adam cry. Love it. 
If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Why do you look so, why do you look so oily? Huh? Why do you look so oily? It's true, huh? <laughs> Why am I so oily? You know what I think what it is? What does that mean? No, you know what's going on? Or shiny. I guess that'd be a nice I'm word. oily. I'm oily for two reasons. It is shiny. Number one, because I'm Sicilian, but that's racist. Oh. Number two. <laughs> you said it. Number two, uh, it's it, my testosterone it levels are high right now. And when that happens, my skin gets a little oily. Why are your testosterone levels so high? Are you saying that you are you running feeling... the gear? You no. running the gear, yo? No, no. I've oh. I've reduced my vibrant my masturbatory uh, activities. Oh. Masturbatory is and, that a word? Uh, is uh-huh. masturbatory a word? Masturbatory activities. Doug, Google that. It, it is trying to no, adapt don't, to don't a new Google standard. masturbatory activities. <laughs> yes, Google. That, that part was a joke. Okay. No, here's for reals. Because it was a joke, or is it because you're including your forearms? Because I want to use that word. What is Ma- it a word? No, masturbatory activities is probably a word. Probably, I love, I love this. Probably a word. I think it is a word, Doug. Of course you do, Dad. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Hey, hey Sal. Of course hey, you hey, Sal. You, is that, hey, is hey, that guys, steak I think he's small right. enough for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's right. I love it when I love it when <laughs> Doug, this is Doug. This is Doug's contribution. Right. Uh, contribution. Sal's right. Guys, guys, I've I've been down this road. Right. You know what, <laughs> motherfuckers? This I don't doubt him anymore. Adam and Sal are debating. This is the first. This is the fourth time, maybe. Maybe the fourth time that you have like said, I've said a word that I made up and I've been right every <laughs> it time. Well, it, no, it's the third. Here's the thing. I'm okay with being wrong. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I feel you the need. The sourcing right now? Somebody yes, going on? yes, oh, yes. It's both a, you guys. Me, it's, a, it's a real word. Let me I see. Let it. me see. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> I, the reason why I do this, and, and I feel like I've heard, I've seen this on a couple of posts, like. Some people like want us like, oh my god, could you every time Sal talks about something, could you guys please post the studies? It's not. It's like, no, bro, we don't have the fucking time to do that every time. And half the stuff he says, it's like he remembered a study that he read fucking nine years ago. So, and I, page nine, column so, C. I feel I feel the need that every once in a while I gotta you know I gotta keep you on your toes by calling you out on some shit just to make sure because I know somebody else was listening and thought mm. like, did he just make that word up? No, but, I didn't. Uh, let's see well, here. The only time I kind of doubted was the whole smart Thanks kid for, for being the, a part of my daily big, masturbatory activities. No, no, no. It, I'm just saying, I Googled it. It's a word. There you go. See? That's all you... Oh, give me a fucking thesaurus dictionary. You don't have a dictionary on your phone? I don't know if it's going to be in a dictionary. Why wouldn't it be in the dictionary if it's... Well, ma- that's two words. Just because you could Google something doesn't make it correct. <laughs> it's a, it's the correct. fuck kind of... <laughs> give me that. What kind of backup? Wikipedia. Nice try, buddy. Right. That right. might have worked on Doug, but that won't work yeah. on me. All right, let's try this then. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just look up masturbatory. Because we know activity. Webster. It oh, ain't existing. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Masturbatory is a word. Give it Merriam-Webster to Merriam-Webster dictionary. Merriam-Webster. Trying to help these people out here. It's got to be legit. Which, there's such thing as a wiktionary. Let's now? play the game. How I'm many sure. times can Master Sal be right and Adam be wrong? Excessively, <laughs> excessively self-absorbed or self-indulgent. Uh, masturbatory insanity derived terms yeah. pertaining to masturbation. Okay, yeah. okay, you're right, dude. It's an adjective. In case, okay. in case anybody ever Thank asks you. Again. You're, you're my fucking phone now. Don't, don't look through the pictures. <laughs> well, I don't want you to see my masturbatory activities. Because <laughs> so, I logged them. So you know what? I have so, a log of my masturbatory activities. I want to address something because uh, we've had people ask. You want to undress something? Address. So oh, dress. you're saying you're shooting a lot of volume now. No, 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 no. I was joking about saying? that. I was oh, joking. Okay. I was joking. People get angry. Some of my some people in my family get mad when I talk about masturbation. So I'm going to stop doing it. That was my last masturbation joke. <laughs> That's a lie. Well, just I'll keep it going <laughs> okay. just in your honor. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I want to address something because people have been saying, uh, like, you know, I want I want to see some of the links to studies that Sal is, you know, um, that you know Sal refers to. Do and, your own homework. 
Well, okay. Uh, here's the thing. I I, I want to be very clear. I've said this already probably 10 million times. I actually have very little formal education. I have no formal education. All this information that I gather is because I have an insatiable thirst for particular types of knowledge because I don't want to use the broad term knowledge because there's a lot of shit I know nothing about because I could give I could care less but there's certain topics I get into and I become obsessed about and I become manic about it and then I obviously also, masturbation one of those is one of those things mm. and so that's the that's the that's the, the hence the masturbatory wait, wait, what's it called masturbatory activities masturbatory activities I'm using that next week. Yeah. How, uh, hey, check this out. That's that's when you fuck yourself. It's legit. You're like, so, damn it, I fell. What happened? I didn't tie my shoe. I had a masturbatory activity. Masturbatory. Hey, activity. one of our one of our most viral episodes recently, uh, bacteria sexy. Yeah. I've gotten so much mm, so mm, much mm. feedback on that. And I have to say, Bring when you brought that up, I, me- I remember me and Justin kind of laughed at you. And we were like, Oh, really? You guys always laugh at me. I don't know that we laughed at him. Well, we kind of like bullies. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what it makes it sound like. The two jocks in the room always making fun of me. No, I was like, oh, yeah. I think we just joked about it because we did. We we joked. We talk a lot about bacteria on this show. And we said, okay, right? It's not very common. And and then, uh, and you know what? You were, and I I admittedly said, hey, you were right. That was a great topic. We obviously helped a lot of people because we got a lot of great feedback. So, my roommate, Ev. Um, super, super. Oh, I know, Ev. Uh, yeah, cool guy. So a- after he, he's like, he shared that episode with some of people. He's like, oh my god, that episode was so cool. That was so good. He's like, dude, you have to check out the. Do you notice what I've been doing every night? And I'm like, no. And he's like, when I'm gargling. And I'm like, oh. I said, yeah, no, I have. What, what is up with? So he walks around right now in my house for like fucking thirty minutes with a mouthful of like coconut oil. So he's <laughs> he's walking around. Right? Am I right? Yeah, okay. you're right. And he and he's and it he's, looks like jizz, but it's and not. He's, and he's switching. <laughs> I was gonna say, hey guys, and, and I'll, you know, I'll walk, I'll walk, I'll, I'll be downstairs. He's walking around the kitchen doing stuff, and I'll and I'll try and talk, have conversation. When he looks over at me, I'm like, bro, spit out the mouthwash, bro. And he's like doing all this stuff, and I'm like, or whatever, right? Oil pulling. Yeah, he's doing oil pulling. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, man, and then he felt the need to explain all of it to me after the whole bacteria thing. I thought it was very fascinating. Actually. So there, there's there's truth yeah. to it. There's some truth to it. Coconut oil um, contains high amounts of uh, lauric acid, which is antibacterial, antifungal. So swishing that around your mouth will kill bacteria. It also because it's a fat and because it's an oil. It dissolves uh, solids and other things in your mouth and on your teeth. So doing it for 30 minutes, because you got to do it for like a long time, like 10, 20, 30 minutes. So it kind of sucks. Your mouth gets tired. Yeah. That, I, I thought that was crazy that how long he does that for. Yeah. It also, it real real similar to the whole concept of, you know, how toothpaste and the stuff that kills everything, all the germ, everything in your mouth, even the good bacteria. And that's what he was talking about was the the coconut oil doesn't do that. It'll actually still protect it and put a, a layer to protect over the teeth and the gums, hmm. but then actually flush out all the, all the bad. Yeah, bacteria. it's not bad. It's good for your mouth. Uh, dentists will even even agree, even Western dentists. Um, toothpaste, by the way, is mostly bullshit. I don't know if people know that. It's mostly nothing. Uh, it's flavored nothing. Doesn't really do much. Yeah. Baking soda is probably by flavor, is your you best mean option. Sugar. Yeah, baking yeah, soda is your best option. Well, doesn't to breath, doesn't all toothpaste have a little bit of baking soda in it though? Is Not it? all of it. Oh, no. really? I Only the most... ones that say baking soda. Oh, I thought most yeah. did. I just no, no, assumed. you could get your toothbrush, wet it, and just dip it in like if you have a little saucer of, of, of baking soda, and brush your teeth, and you'll get better results than if you used uh, toothpaste. Well, son of a Damn bitch. It. Yeah, I'm switching to <laughs> chalky ass fucking drinking some yeah. baking Coconut soda. Oil. So that was the first thing he said. You also don't need soda. toilet paper to wipe your ass. You just use your hand. 
Just kidding. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry crossed the line. Uh, yeah, that was too far there, bro. You, know, right. you know how I, I feel. I mean, you could. Yeah. You know how. You know yeah. how. Yeah. You know how I feel about that. How dare that. you do that to Adam yeah, and all this cleanly You know, I made a joke. I spent a lot of money on yeah. that. I made it. It was a joke, obviously, like, but I was on a, a very sensitive topic it's like for cheating Adam. on a guy's whole neck. Never joke about ass cleanliness to yeah, Adam because he takes that shit serious. I do take that shit seriously. Fuck. So he, he's swishing around. He's walking around. He's got his new Beats headphones on, my roommate Ev. And uh, he finally he's like Yoda. Yeah, he finally <laughs> <laughs> said that at the end. He, he finally spits you like that. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's because I've been watching a lot of Star Wars lately. Uh, he spits out the coconut oil, and then uh, I say, "Hey, bro, you got the beats finally? How do you like them? Oh man, I love them, dude. Check this out." He's like, "I got them through T-Mobile, and uh, they just gave them to me." And I'm like, "What do you mean they just gave them to me?" He goes, "Oh well, T-Mobile has this deal with Beats. You guys know what it is? No, this is. I, and I don't know about you guys, but I, anytime businesses do very smart moves like this, I'm always fascinated by. Yeah, this. I, am. I think this was a very fascinating uh, partnership they made. Hmm. So Beats partners up with T-Mobile. Now you can go get yourself a badass pair of $400 Beats, and it just is $15 a month on your cell phone bill. You get them right there. Right oh, that's there. fucking brilliant, right? Yep. You know what? The best part about it is I mathematically calculated out. He ends up only spending like 30 more dollars or something like that over a year and a half of payments for these headphones. So for 15 15 bucks more on your, not even, I think it was like $11 and some change. That was brilliant on Dr. Dre's part. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That is. Oh, I know. He sold it. Yeah, it's Apple now. Apple. Fuckers. Smart. You know what? God, everything (laughs) should be in payments. Oh, my. Using beats. Yeah. Everything should be in payments. Think about it. Well, that's almost everything. That's what they're trying to do. I that's mean, what they, they are trying to do. Yeah, the, the EFT even, on the on your Netflix. Even the TV. car wash place is like the here. You could just come in. It's like it's like twenty four bucks a month, right? And you could just as many times as you want. Shut up. Yeah. Where at the the car wash there off of Bascom Classic? Yeah, in Hamilton. Yeah, Fuck Classic off. does that. Yeah, I'm no, going. That's where I go. All do you know how many times a year I wash my car? But that see, must- this is where they make. Like this whole last month, I didn't go because it's all raining. Yeah. Right? But they still got it. They yeah, still but still, got that's still a good deal. You got, yeah, massage place, deal. you got massage places that do that too. Yeah, yeah but it's smart. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's long term thinking. Like that they're going to get a lot more oh, in return from the that. The Beats headphones thing to me was like, wow, that's a no brainer. Cause one, I don't know about you guys. I don't even look at my cell phone bill. My cell phone's I mean, automated. Like yeah. you just, I just get a notified exactly, no, notice yes. that it gets deducted. Like, ah, it's and, and let's be honest, it always fluctuates anywhere between five to twenty dollars based off of what I freaking did. You know, as far as uh, what you downloaded or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I never really paid. So the difference of fifteen dollars on my cell phone bill would never even make me even look twice. So to have that, and then now you have this cool pair of you know four hundred dollar headphones that. He literally, I think he only pays 30 or 40 more dollars over the length of a year and a half of making payments. And I'm like, dude, that is so smart. That's a great idea. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant, huh? It is. Thought I'd share. I thought you guys would appreciate that. I know you guys like, appreciate good smart business stuff. Smart move. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the Q&A. Quat Motherfucking quad time. Quat, everybody. <laughs> Quat time. Went crazy. Yeah. First up is hair by Claire HBC. Hair by Claire don't care. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> She's asking about so the best gangster. meal systems and plans. Oh, this is one of my homegirls that goes to uh, OTF. What up? Yeah. Um, told her for sure she I, I would get to her. I'm glad she did that right away. I just literally told her the other day, make sure you do something on Qua. We'll, we'll hook you up and answer. So here you go. Best meal systems plans. I know it was a little bit longer than that. I think, uh, you know, getting started on a plan. I know she mentioned uh, 
has she's a heart. not talking like Nutrisystem or something. Well, or? it sounds like it doesn't matter. Any sort of plan that she starts to follow, she has this uh, hard time with sticking to it for a long period. It gets mm-hmm. boring about that. Then you go and you binge, which I think is actually a really good question and a really good point to talk to people coming into January yeah. right now because this goes back to what we talked about before. Being aggressively super restricted. Exactly. About it. Yeah. You just came off of freaking New Year's, Christmas, and Thanksgiving where you were eating all kinds of shit. And then to go go from that and transition to, you know, some, you know, crazy Nutra system, whatever program that limits you to thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred calories tops and it's, you know, liquid drinks you're drinking or salads you're eating all day long. I mean, yeah, it's that you are gonna end up binging, you know. You're going you're gonna to be so hungry all the time, and eventually you give in, and then when you do, you shoot those leptin levels up, and you can't control it, and you keep going like crazy. So balance. Yeah, balance is important. And, and to be fair, I will say this too, though, Okay, to be fair, all things being equal, you got a good program, you're at a deficit, everything's balanced, you're going to get hungry still. Okay, so that, that needs to be said, because I think people have this... Uh, they have this misconstrued notion that uh, they're not, they shouldn't be hungry. Yeah, like you should. It's almost like uh, pain. Like when they say stay on top of the pain, I feel like people have that that same sense. Like I gotta feed before I get the the hunger monster will attack. Right. It's and they can't deal with it. Like I'll give you an example. Like right now I'm hanging out a lot with my brother, so I'm making him like shakes and I'm trying to help him with his diet. Well, he fucking snaps like four days later, five days later. Like, oh, I'm just gonna have it's just one cookie or whatever. And I get it, I get that whole thing, but he just he doesn't under, he doesn't have a good relationship with feeling a little hungry sometimes. It's it's not to him it's like this horrible thing. I shouldn't feel. If you're at a deficit and you're burning body fat and everything's balanced, you're burning body fat. There's you're gonna, cool stuff going on. You're going to be hungry sometimes, and yeah. you got to be okay. You just got to deal with it. Like this this means I'm burning body fat, and I got to deal with it. Well, that's how I right. this is how I motivate my clients. I tell them that. You know, the motivating part about that feeling, think about this, that's your body's natural system or your body's natural response telling you that we're switching systems. Mm -hmm. We are now going away from using glucose as our primary source of fuel right now, and we're now switching over to using fat because we're completely depleted, and that's that feeling. The body lets you know that that's probably what's going on. And when you think of it like that, guess what? You could be hungry driving your car or sitting still and your body's burning fat. How awesome is that? Right. So switch your mentality of thinking that, you know, wow, you know, yeah, I'm hungry and stuff, but if I can just actually fight that off and not give in to that, I don't even have to exercise right now and I could actually sit here and actually and, eat up. And eat how up many fat. times is the hunger not real hunger? It's, yeah, Dude, really, that's yeah. another one, I man. Know. Yeah, like I go to the movie theater and I'm hungry for popcorn. I could have just eaten. Well, they yeah. say like what? They say like 60% <laughs> like is psychological. Though. Yeah, like exactly. That. So you get in and, and you get the smells and you get, you know, it, it's all part of the experience. So a lot of times I think rituals too, like, like family and friends and like you just have a certain time of a day. Uh, and so then it just, your, your body sort of has this natural response that it builds because of these sensations and, and you know, how you experience these things. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, you know, she because she asked specifically like, what's the best meal system? Here's the deal: there's ge- there's there's general rules with uh, diet. If you're trying to get leaner, you need to eat less than you're burning. Uh, you should have relative balance, although some people do better with a more fat and less carbohydrates. Um, but uh, you should eat whole foods. They should eat be pretty healthy and nutrient dense. That helps a lot. Um, but there's a lot of individual variances too. So really, you're going to have to, you need to start slow and start to figure your body out. So step one 
would be, you know, take one thing and and make that your goal. Like, um, I'm not going to change my diet at all. All I'm going to do is eat one third less or eliminate eliminate yeah. something. Let's see, because most people have something they can totally eliminate that is pretty much worth like soda pop. Right, you know, or ice cream at night, or bo- box fucking yeah, cereal. Just cut that out first. Yeah. Yeah. get rid of something that you know is com- completely not helping out your goal right. whatsoever, yeah. and replace it. With, and you and you don't have to get rid of it and not eat anything. Get rid of it and play, replace it with something that's that's whole and natural and that has some nutritional benefit to it. You know, other than what uh, ice cream or cereal. Or well, and here's the other problem too. I was just thinking when you're talking about this about these foods, like this is where this reaction to that. I think with the if it fits your macros. Like I'm going to immediately start to identify these bad quote unquote foods, right? My pizzas and and ice creams, and I'm going to make them the focus and I'm going to build my nutrition plan around that. Right. Right. Instead of what we just said. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's kind of a big difference. It's like you are, uh, you know, telling yourself that like, this is, is such a priority to me. And that I'm so horny for this food that I'm going to just do all this shit to make it work. You know, this reminds me of some, somebody, uh, and I know this is probably a listener, so this is going to sting a little bit. Um, somebody posted on on Sal's thing a while back, and I think she's I don't, I don't think she's a regular listener. I definitely know she's a, a regular follower on our pages. And she always likes to challenge everything, which we all appreciate that. Uh, but she specifically likes to pick on the whole uh, us talking about shit food. And her response was, you know, I just don't like it when, you know, we demonize food. And uh, I believe Sal got back to her nice in a nice manner. I probably would have done it differently uh, because she had done this several times and was and was saying that that's the issue is that, you know, these fitness professionals demonizing foods like that. Here's the bottom line. Like there is shitty food. I'm sorry. I, 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 you can't there's, sugarcoat it. I mean, and, uh, and, and, and there's not and I'm, I'm, there's nothing wrong with making a valid attempt at not eating that. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm not saying that you'll never eat pizza again. I'm not saying I'll never yeah. eat ice cream. All those things find their way back into my diet too every once yeah. in a while. There's but occasions you occasions and things, situations that you find yourself in. Yeah, of course. No big deal. And it's okay to eat it sometimes and say to yourself, like, I just ate something that's not good for me. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's fine. You exactly. know it. But you just said that and you admitted that. Listen, Saturday night yeah. I went out and fucking drank like an <laughs> idiot, right? Yeah. Was I thinking to myself, like, this fits my macros? I <laughs> right. No, I'm like, this is not good for Dude, me, well, this but goes, that's okay. Yeah, this goes, I mean, it, 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 it's such a right and wrong thing. What's right and wrong, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you start getting into these, like these stupid debates and you're just like dude look there is one way to do things some you know and there's there's kind of a standard mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's what we're trying to uh, establish that people understand that yeah I th- I, you know i think it's important too i mean uh here's a sh- shameless plug for us uh this is how why and how we created the nutrition guide you know like anything else exactly. that we, what we've done is it, it's, it's a guide it's a guide to help you you know navigate through your own fitness journey and make healthy good choices it's not some cookie cutter diet that says you got to eat this got to eat that follow this for the next you know three and you end up binging it no it's showing will your plan be somewhat squirrely sometimes yeah who cares but you know where the straight line is yes right that's what this is all about is a is about a a guide from point a to point b this is the ideal way for us to to how to eat from these types of foods how you choose these how you grocery shop all that's inside of our guide so that was a whole purpose of why we did that and why we did we all easily easily could have mathematically done this and this is what just so you guys know every cookie cutter popular diet at the the most expensive or the most uh sold books at barnes and nobles on diets 
every single one of them go to one principle. They stick to the same principle, even though they, they give you a twist on its fat or protein or its carb or it's this, this fancy name to it. They all go down the same thing. They take a, your body weight and they figure, okay, a female between 130 and 150 should eat X amount of calories. Right. And then they fit whatever their like gimmick, you know, spin is into that caloric intake. And they know that if you're that size and you're only eating that, you're gonna lose weight. And we easily could have put something just like together. It's not hard at all for us to mathematically sit down and draw up a male and female diets and separate it by 15 to 20 pounds and scale it up in calories mm-hmm. and starve everybody's body. But that does not teach you how to eat properly. No, if you have someone who right. really does it slowly, takes their time and figures their body out and sees what works for themselves, you'll have someone who's got long-term success. Absolutely. That's what you get at the end of that. Absolutely. So. Next qua. Okay, qua. next qua. Ex tamale jandrox. Hundrox. The, the, the J is pronounced like an H. Ooh. That's that's correct. I'm so sure. what is tamale different too? It's, it's X z- tamale hundrox. <laughs> I don't know. Let's right, go know. with that. All right. What can you do to avoid dementia or Alzheimer's? Uh, I used to know this, but I forgot. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was like, I was CBD, giving you a courtesy CBD. laugh till it sunk in. Uh, some, some, some CBD. Yeah. Well, look. Uh, avoid uh, avoid sugar. Uh, they're now linking positively linking um, issues with processing sugar and uh, you know the, the metabolic systems around that with dementia and Alzheimer's. In fact. Some researchers, this is not mainstream, but some researchers refer to Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes. Wow. Um, so it's very, really? very close. Really? Yeah. That's new to me. Yeah. So if you Google type 3 diabetes, um, you'll see some people calling Alzheimer's that. Matter of fact, I should, yeah, yeah, maybe Doug, you could, you could do that just to double check, make sure I'm, I'm correct. Um, well, <laughs> I was thinking while, you know, we're, we're talking about that, like with neuroplasticity and like ways the, to train the brain as far as, uh, new experiences and, and constantly challenging it in new ways. I mean, is that is that applicable to this? I mean, with Alzheimer's, like I see that uh, uh, that one program that they've made on the computer too, where you know they're just trying to to get your brain to think and 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 challenge it in different ways. Yeah, I mean, staying active does keep and be and exercising keeps the body health, the brain healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, usually, what keeps the body healthy keeps the brain healthy. You know, remember that. But there are specific things that make the brain operate better. Now, here's a big one. Well, can you, can you, can you nerd this up for us? Absolutely. I, I know I'm going to ask you to dumb it down, but because I, I, we know what Alzheimer's. I know Justin does too. I'm yeah. very familiar. But what exactly is happening inside the mind? That is causing you to yeah, and because the other thing a, I worry about is the, the genetic component to that because it, yeah. you know yeah it runs in my family so this is is this a signal that I'm starting to lose is it is it a is it a part of my brain that I'm no longer connecting to is no. it some sort of relationship between my body and space and awareness and what, I mean what is the actual scientific do you know what's this what's, yeah and you know what I'm gonna look at so um, I can't remember the name of the proteins that build up in the brain. But they build up in the brain. The brain can't get rid of them. It's, it's a waste that builds up. And, it, and it's this progressive... It's almost like a blockage then to blocking yeah. a signal. Yeah. And so some people think it's a metabolic disorder of the brain where it can't get rid of... Uh, you know, I can't remember the name of these uh, of these proteins. Maybe maybe Doug can look it up while we're talking here. Um, 
but yeah, nonetheless, um, that, that makes sense because that's why also things like uh, ketogenic diets and stuff like that are supposed to be very positive. Ketogenic diets. I was just going to ah. say ketogenic diets. Now the research, a lot of research going into those and treating uh, Alzheimer's and dementia, and they're having lots of success. Oh, so there's a link between that diabetes uh, that you mentioned. Huh? Well, ketogenic Maybe. diets. There's lots of science now supporting that it makes the mitochondria of cells operate better, and it and it, and it it's your body. Uh, from a metabolic standpoint, operates on a much cleaner in a much cleaner way, uh -huh. and they give even now. This is even people with Alzheimer's. They'll 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 have them you know eat like coconut oil or MCT oil, which gets turned right into ketones. So they're not even on a keto ketogenic diet. They just give them something that they know will give them some ketones, uh -huh. and they have improved cognitive function. So um, you know that that's a, that's that's one big thing right now that's out there. Doug, you find something there? Yeah, amyloid beta. Thank you. Amyloid beta proteins mm. build up in the in the brain. Um, the other th so activity, uh, ketogenic diet um, is one of them. Anything that reduces systemic inflammation. So if you have any food intolerances um, and gut issues, they're now finding that gut issues influence the brain directly. Just like we talked about in an earlier episode, the, lymph the lymphatic system now connects to the brain as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that'll that'll benefit is making sure you don't eat anything that you have intolerances to. So if you eat something, you get really bloated from it. Or it just upsets your stomach, or gives you a lot of gas, but you really like it, so you keep eating it anyway. You should probably stop. You should probably stop eating those things. Um, and um, lastly, they're doing lots of research on cannabinoids from marijuana mm -hmm. and that preventing, uh, you know, the progression or development of al Alzheimer's because of its neuroprotective effects. It's a, it's very anti-inflammatory for the brain. Yeah, I know. I know it's also related to uh, Parkinson's and stuff like that. I've seen studies on that because I've read a lot for the the CBD related to that. Neuro, is, neuro you know, uh, uh, conditions that degenerate the, you know, neurological system, cannabinoids seem to do really well with. Because of its if its protective property, so they don't know why cannabinoids are, can look like they seem to be effective for Alzheimer's. One of them is one of the theories is that um, cannabinoids uh, they help with programmed cell death. So if a cell is a little mutated or off, rather than um, you know sticking around, it kills itself. This is also why cannabinoids are anti-cancer. The ironic part is whenever I smoke weed, I can I forget what I did earlier in the day. Yeah. That's the ironic part. Well, uh, high doses of cannabinoids, in particular THC, uh, will reduce the size of the hippocampus. So it will influence and reduce your ability to have short-term you know, memory function. However, cannabidiol, CBD, another cannabinoid found in marijuana, prevents a lot of that, which is why it's important if you're going to use cannabis on a regular basis to have something that's got- it out. Yeah, that has ca cannabidiol on it. Uh, an easy way to do it would be to take ibuprofen when you smoke uh, or use marijuana because ibuprofen they've shown to reduce that effect. However, if it's on a regular daily basis, probably not a good idea. Either. To take ibuprofen yeah. every single day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the CBD and the THC, not so bad, but yeah. the ibuprofen every on day. On a regular, yeah. every single yeah. day, probably not. Yeah. Back to Brandon asks uh, about your thoughts on using body weight only training to stay lean and build muscle. Ah, oh, interesting <sighs> question. Yeah, this is a this is a good. Didn't one. you do a whole like? Didn't you do that for a long time, Justin? For yourself? I did do that actually. Yeah, for a year. Um, and for me, yeah, for a year. I I was trying to get into this is before CrossFit. It was like, um, right before CrossFit got you know popular. Um, when you were trying to get into the circus. Yeah, but I was trying to get into <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I was just really into like TRX suspension training. I was into. Uh, Olympic rings. Um, and I just, uh, I, I wanted to take a break from weights because my entire 
sports career and basically all throughout my life lifting weights it has always been the same thing it has always been heavy loaded back squats heavy bench press um you know heavy well i wasn't really big into deadlifting but i definitely did a lot of power cleans and uh front squats and and all that kind of stuff but it was just all barbell driven like mm-hmm. i've that's all i've done and like always to as much load as i could put on it so um, I was challenging myself in a sense to do something different, do something different and, and get my body to adapt, you know, obviously, but, um, I, I kind of, I, I probably went in excessive amount because I was just interested to see what would happen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The what did self experiment? What, what, what did you experience? What did you notice a year of doing that? The, the good, the bad, what, what, what's your takeaway? Um, I definitely lost size, uh, but my muscle density, like I felt really, uh, connected as far as like my movements were concerned. Like I move a lot better. Uh, at a lower weight to begin with, but then at a strong lower weight, um, I felt like I was a better athlete um, as far as, you know, having multiplanar movement and being really efficient in that. Uh, however, I did not feel powerful. I was just going to ask you if you could put it on a scale, like a percentage, like, you know, I probably lost, you know, 20% of my strength and power. Like if you were to relate it to like your squat or your clean or something like that, and you, uh, how, how much would you think you lost? Yeah, I probably dropped about 20%. That's a good number. Yeah, yeah, when I went back to doing backloaded squat and bench and all that kind of stuff, yeah, I definitely lost. I I lost some, but what I gained was like an insanely stronger core. And so I felt like I actually, um, I I took that stronger core and then it it, it benefited me in the longer term. Um, But it took me a while to get back. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Body weight training is resistance training. I mean, I want to make yeah. sure I say that because people think of it sure. as a completely different, you know, type of training. It's resistance training. Could you accomplish a lot of the things that, you know, sure. that Justin Pretty did close. with with barbells and dumbbells and, and moving in different planes and stuff? Yes. Um, if you're looking for like overall athletic performance, you probably a good combination of the two would probably be best, right? Exactly. And yeah. I think that was what I was experimenting with and what I was you know, happy to find out, you know, like, wow, this really compliments. And then I started, you know, working with them together once I came back to weights. So it, I think it really more than anything, it helped educate me, uh, how, how they both interact with each other and how to most benefit from using both. Yeah. If you're, if you're don't have no access to a gym and you want to do resistance training, then that's what you do. You do body weight training and it's, and it's fine. Here's the thing though. Uh, body weight training uh, is actually remarkably, it sounds like it's easy because you don't have equipment. It's remarkably difficult, especially yeah. if you're a beginner. Oh, you can I, make, get creative ways to make it real difficult. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I, I, could, I could give someone five-pound dumbbells, but there's only so much I can regress a push-up or a, a pull-up. I can't regress unless I have some kind of equipment, right? So we have to yeah. change the body weight movements. and um, So it's actually, it can be very challenging to do, especially if you have muscle imbalances. Well, I, I want to break down a little bit of what he, his specific question, which is, you know, thoughts on using body weight training to stay lean and build muscle. Uh, my well, the thought, lean part first. Well, here's the thing. My thoughts on on that answering that is this: is uh, can it be done? Absolutely. Is it the most effective way to to stay lean and build muscle? No, mm-hmm. no. I, I if you put me against somebody, if you put two clients and you got somebody who's just doing body weight exercise and that's all they're doing, and then I have another person where I'm allowed to use program designing with cardio different levels and training you a certain way like i can lean out shape and sculpt that person uh more effectively than somebody who's only 
doing bodyweight exercises. Totally. Just like if, you know, somebody who only does anything, if you only do a, a certain modality, you restrict yourself to some point. Can you be, are there guys out there that look ripped and lean and, and do that shit? Yeah, absolutely. There's a counter to that though. I, I would say that you could, in a sense, build a more efficient moving body by doing bodyweight training. And, uh, only reason why I say that I'm not we're not talking about muscle gain because obviously you're gonna get better gains lifting heavier load that's just math yeah. mm -hmm. um, and that's really what you're doing because you have to find really creative ways to make your uh, you know your your body heavier in a sense by using gravity and angles and uh, you know really more more challenging situations uh, but um, yeah I. I I've lost my whole train of thought. Well, I I think I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going yeah. with this. I still think though it it goes back to okay. You're training your body weight. You can you have to find all these creative ways. You have to have some incredible core stability to do that. Um, you're moving in crazy different planes, not just different planes, but the, the the twisting and the moving and the the, the amount of proprioception that's involved. Yeah. I with just think you yeah. I think you have to use a lot more. Uh, like you're, you're a lot more muscles are firing in specific. Yeah. Like twisting, uh, different types of angles, like different, different ways than you would just being in a, in a linear sort of uh, plane, right? Well, like whether I'm, I'm sagittal, I'm transverse. It's like, no, I'm doing a lot of different things and, and my body is all moving simultaneously. Uh, so it takes, it takes a different type of discipline that you're training your brain to respond towards, right? That brain and the muscle. So it, I don't know, it might, it might in a sense be more beneficial in terms of, um, getting like a, a firing recruitment pattern. Maybe like that's a way to enhance that, you know, going back into lifting well, the load. We can't forget that, uh, all training is a skill also. Right. Okay. So it's a different skill. It's also learning a skill. And if you're good at body weight movements, then you're going to have a really good skill of moving your body through space in, in multiple directions. If you're really good at lifting heavy weights, uh, then you're getting really good at the skill at lifting heavy objects. So there, there is, there's, there is a definite skill difference. And which is why if you're an athlete, um, or you're interested in performance, you, you want to do some of both. You, you want to be able to lift heavy objects and move heavy objects, but you also want to be able to move your body exactly. through space really well. And so because they're both resistance training, you're developing different skills for both that are going to complement each other. In terms of you know getting lean, they say he says stay lean. That's a lot of that's diet. I mean, you could get fat and do body weight exercises just yeah, like you could with weights. Of course. Um, as far as building his muscle, building muscle, no. Weights are, weights are going to destroy bodyweight exercises. Yeah. But I think if you combine the two, you'll get a nice combination. You just got to know how to do that right. Well, yeah. you know what? You know, uh, we'll even, maintain range of motion and you know yeah. function that way too. It'll, it'll be beneficial. Even though I, I kind of opposed Justin at first when he said this, here's, here's actually something that kind of strengthens his argument too, now that I'm thinking about it, is... You know, doing bo only body weight exercises, you probably uh, limit yourself or uh, minimize um, uh, minimize muscle imbalances and the the and actually hurting yourself from lifting. If you're just dealing with your own body, there's probably less chance of you getting hurt than if I was stacking weight on myself and doing things and moving like that. Wouldn't you say that? I think you, it depends. Do you think it'd be equally, equally, or do you think, because I would think that. Like it depends, man, because I'm thinking of all the body weight exercises that you do, mm. like the, like the hard ones. Well, I, you mean like, I think your analogy was right on with the skill. Like it, it definitely is a different skill. And 
the thing is you can master like the way that your body moves, I think, by doing bodyweight training. Like you see these guys doing these crazy calisthenics and, you know, they've mastered their ability to to get into this real strange movement and, and on command, they can get their body to do really crazy things. And that takes a very specific skill uh, trained by, you know, moving in that very specific pattern and, uh, you know, commanding your muscles to react to doing that as opposed to, um, you know, just overcoming load. Yeah. You know, overcoming load, that's a different skill, but will also complement that other skill. Right. I guess it really it really depends on the things that really, you know, uh, you know tickle your tummy, whichever thing you'd rather do more like uh if, if there's you, some great body weight built muscle well, if, builders, if, you do pull ups, right? Yeah, if you think if you, you think know? like muscle ups or time. like a handstand handstand push ups or are uh, you know you'd I'd rather be able to say I deadlift you know 600 pounds than to say I can do 15 muscle ups, right? You know, yeah. and both are going to take You're some right. you know both are going to take uh, a, a certain amount of discipline towards that that goal, right? Because that is fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real right, hard. Right, right, both, right. both, yeah. Fifteen muscle ups and and deadlifting six hundred pounds are equally very hard in their individual selves. But I guess if you think it's cooler to do fifteen muscle ups and you want to be able to do that, then that I think that's but that's each. Here's another example. You just talked about uh, handstand push ups, right? Where you're standing on your uh-huh. hands, yeah. upside down. So yeah, that's like I did that kind of stuff. That's okay, what I did. So, so that's working your shoulders just like a standing shoulder press, mm-hmm. right? But there's a but there's a lot different skill between the two exercises. Well, you're yeah. doing the same movement, but there's different stability involved, different balance that's involved. And so what you get out of body weight training is just different skills for how you move your body. Really, that's what it boils down to because I could make body weight tr- training extremely heavy and challenging. I won't be able to mimic a deadlift with body weight. I don't know how you would do that. I mean, the, the, some exercises you just can't. You just can't tra- you know, copy one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why it would be, it's extremely impressive to me whenever I see this. Whenever Maybe I see like a super big buff dude who's actually limber and functional and can do bodyweight pull-ups and do a lot of these bodyweight exercises in addition to going over and ripping 600 pounds off the floor. I know, when that's I see, super impressive. Yeah, when you that. see guys like that, I think that's, because you know that they had, they've had to incorporate both because mm-hmm. yeah. you can't just, you're one of them focusing on just one or the other is going to develop a great skill set. Very few people can walk around on their hands and do, you know, handstand push-ups for 10 or 15 and then turn right around and bench press, you know, 405. Right. And it's like those motor, you know, movement patterns that like I want to keep established in the way that I move and uh like that's why I I want to make sure that I'm addressing that even when I'm lifting super heavy. And, you know, I'm trying to adapt to lifting heavy weights and load again, like but I still want to have these uh, unique movements and I can do that on command still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's important thing to, to, to think about. Like when you, when you are just weight training, like, uh, you know, do I still, uh, want to respond and do I want to play, play basketball on the weekends or something like that? Yeah. Right. Do I want to be able to do that? Well, you have, you better make sure you maintain that. Mm-hmm. The Sean P 22, who is currently the most influential person in the fitness community. Mm-hmm. Besides us. Besides you guys, <laughs> I wish we were. We should be. <laughs> we're not arrogant. Community. No, no, no. We're not no, arrogant. No, at unfortunately, all. we're not. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's people that are like uh, like Mr. Olympia. I mean, uh, you know, with uh, well, in your you world, think, definitely. you think that? 
Well, I, or or I mean, I, I guess in your fitness sphere. Up, no, right it's, it's in his fitness sphere. Mine, right? mine or is Joey like, Swole. I mean, the guy's got fucking two million people right. following him. I mean, you, there's, no, you're right. And you can't deny that that they he's got in, a big. He's influencing two million people yeah. some way or another. Like, how many people can you name that are? Dude, what about somebody like a Julian Michaels? Oh, geez, right. Right? right? I mean, she's in front of like every household. Okay, you have me beat there. She, there, yeah. Jill, Jillian Michaels definitely trumps Joey Swole as far as how much they're influencing. How about this? Let's talk about them too let's talk about the two of them and because yeah, the what's question really is different yeah who is <laughs> who's currently the most influential person in the fitness community and then the, i believe the rest of that question was what are our thoughts on you know uh how th- their whole uh well, philosophy so when i look at when i think of the word because i thought about this when we were going to ask this question and i said what to me what does influential mean to me influential means somebody who comes out and changes the conversation uh, in fitness or start something that wasn't there before they came out. That's okay. your definition of influence? Yeah, like you come that's out. That's not my definition of influence. Yeah, because you're coming out. Like, like, like I'll give you an example. Like That definition, that's like somebody to me, that sounds like a leader to me or somebody. <laughs> They're influential. Well, they, okay, if you're a leader, you well, are influential. That's something too. you would respond you, uh, to. You can like influence. like us would. Yeah, you, can, you don't have to come out and say something smart and new and influence a shitload of people, a shitload of people doing it. Because what our well, example, that, it doesn't have to our be, examples of who we just said. This is just like, if you're thinking if, if you're going to ask some random person on the street right now pull them in here and be like uh, who have you heard of in fitness Go. yes right well, well let, let me give Michaels. you guys my example okay uh, was anybody dr- putting uh, coconut oil and butter in their coffee before Dave Asprey was talking about it right okay yeah, okay yeah. now that by the way putting butter in your coffee goes back a long time freaking uh, monks Buddhist monks and certain countries do that it's actually quite popular in certain countries hmm. but he brought it to America Started doing it, and now everybody knows what bulletproof coffee is. Yeah, he also made uh, eating a very high fat, low carbohydrate diet. Uh, he kind of brought that back a little bit, although that wasn't his. That's been around for a long time. It's been in and out. The at- when we were kids, it was Atkins, Atkins yeah. that did it, and then the revised version yeah. of that. Well, in the he, South he, Beach, they've used it a lot too in the medical community. It, yeah. it, that's where it started to, for treatment. Yeah. And uh, you know, Dave Asprey, very very smart guy. Um, I love a lot of the stuff he says when it comes to nutrition. His exercise information is fucking wrong. It's just it's just <laughs> it's wrong. All like cardio based. <laughs> well, like... he's, he talks about how he doesn't like to lift too heavy. Because well, look at then him. I build too much muscle. I don't want to build too much. It doesn't like, look oh, like my anybody. God, shut up. I don't know anybody that wanted to look like him. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Not that, that, not that that's an example of only what makes means a fit or healthy person, but he's not a very you know. Uh, no, he talks a lot about and he's very honest. This one thing I like about the guy. He's very honest. Talks was about he how he experiments one, with his body. Was he the one that got cut with the yes, photoshopping yes, his picture with yes. like the six pack on? I don't know. Yeah, you didn't yeah, know that, dude. No, I didn't Doug, know that. Doug, please yeah, back me up on that one. Doug, Google, Google, yeah. Dave Asprey photoshopped abs. Well, actually, yeah. I think it was Lane Norton that called him out on that. Yeah, no Lane, way. Yeah I, yeah, I think you're right. Oh, Lane called him yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I think Lane. There's Norton another influential. You talk about okay, Mister Mister IIFYM. If you're gonna go that direction of people that have changed the way people are thinking of doing things, I mean, before Lane, I don't know anybody that was talking about IIFYM. I know, and it's almost like it, which it's not something like you said that is new it's not like new science if it fits your macros it's basically how bodybuilders have been eating forever you right. know yeah they, they they calculate their macronutrients <laughs> and they stick to it to get to a diet so that the only difference is why and this is why i don't like ifym is because they took something old like a bodybuilder's diet and they made it mass appeal how do they make mass appeal you can have donuts yeah you can have cookies mm-hmm. you can have ice cream <laughs> 
that just has to fit inside your macros. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking problem with it. It's not new science. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's how bodybuilders have been eating forever. Only we figured like, oh, this is a great way. And th- and let me tell you, this is even Lane's pitch on it on how he somebody asked this. So here you go. Here's your here, whoever asked for this. Here you go. Because I said on the forum that we could role play this out very easily because I know Lane's stance on it. His stance is the psychological benefits behind it. Right. Because you're not demonizing these crazy foods. Right. You're not right. like, you know, freaking going one obsessed ex- about this or yes. that. Yeah. You're not being obsessed about it. And it's and and so he does preach to balance and still eating a majority of your food as clean foods. And he just if it fits your macros principle means you get to allow to do it. The problem though is once you do something like that, I feel like we're p- people are extreme, man. They go one way or the other. They and that's the and people take something that is a, a decent philosophy. I think it's a really decent philosophy. The problem with the philosophy is that, you know, a majority of the people do it all wrong. It's the reason why people don't see phenomenal results from it, because a lot of them end up eating like shit most of the time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, when it comes to influential, that's the first person I thought of was, was you know, I, I thought of Lay Norton and then I thought of Dave Asprey. But do you know what else I think about? Hmm. Mark Masteroff in oh, fitness. Uh, Mark Masteroff, gotcha. who is the founder of 24 Fitness, changed the game. At how gyms operate and sell oh. memberships and build. He changed the fitness. game more than once. Well, he changed it with Twenty Four Fitness. And now and then he sold, and now he owns, uh, you know, Fitness Holdings Worldwide. I think is the name of it that yeah, owns UFC gyms, Yoga Works, Crunch Yoga Works. So he just kind of tends to be a trendsetter. Yeah. And, that, and I think he's extremely influential, but nobody, know, a lot of people don't know who he is because he's kind of behind the scenes. Well, and that's just that in itself. The fact that you were the owner creator of Twenty Four Hour Fitness, and now. He's a owner creator of UFC gyms, which, you know, we're we're on the we're those that are listening that have never seen one yet. They're fucking awesome. Go inside. One. Best big box gym I've yeah, ever been. Absolutely. In. Yeah. And you, you and we all you could have asked any of the three of us for sure. We before they even the first one opened, we could have told you where I was going to go. You put you take Mark Masteroff, the uh, the OG of the gym industry, and you pair him with Dana White, the fastest growing sport uh, in the world right now. And what do you get? You get UFC gyms, and it's pretty obvious uh, the direction it's going. And it's uh, they're already a force, but they'll be a dominant force in the future for sure. And one of the things you can count on for someone like him, he's always on the on the the front end of it. But that's someone you want to keep an eye out for. That if being, you're looking for that the being, direction. Of yeah. That. that being said, yeah. that's talking on a business influential, and I wouldn't necessarily say Mark Masteroff is Mister Program Design himself. No, or he has, he has no. anything to do with that. And same thing with Asprey. Same thing with Lane Norton. As far as program design, as far as building something like that, I would say out of all the people we've named, Jillian Michaels, Lane Norton, all the oh yeah, 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 I, by far he'll, he'll well, kill. Well, yeah. okay, I would say that out of all the people we just named, Dave Asprey, Lane Norton, uh, all the Jillian stupid Michaels, bodybuilders, yeah. Joey Swalls, J- Jillian Michaels, I think the only one I can tell you that I have a lot of respect for his entire philosophy is probably Lane Norton. Yeah, well, Even, he's because he's, he's a he's he's a trainer. He's actually a real. You know, coach and trainer. Although Jillian Michaels is also a trainer, she's very much on the celebrity aspect of it. The oh, you know, yeah. the TV yeah. show type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So Last she's a personality, workout. and yeah, you know, she's the hard, America's hardcore trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that we, kind of thing. Let's just put it. We would rip her to shreds if she was on here. Let's yes. be honest. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Watkins R twenty three is asking about uh, your thoughts on ketogenic diets for fat loss. Again, again. So ketogenic diet again. Um, so to, to clarify, a ketogenic diet is eating a diet that's high in fat, moderate in protein, very, very low in carbohydrates. The body's systems of energy production switch over from taking carbohydrates and using them as energy to turning to taking fat and using them as energy. Some people, a lot of people, 
do extremely well on a diet like this. Not all people, though, but a lot of people do. Not me. Do, do very, very well. A um, couple of reasons. Number one, ketones, which I are like produced carbs. when your body burns fat, um, are appetite suppressive. So that that part helps. Um, some people have, you know, who do it, their energy seems to be more consistent throughout the day. Um, they don't get the ups and downs like they would with carbohydrates. Um, those two reasons right there, I would say are probably a couple of reasons why it's, why it seems to be very successful for certain people. I know for me, uh, when I eat ketogenic or, or around a ketogenic diet, cause sometimes I increase my carbs, um, but I never go too high with them. I feel way better. I do not do well. Like high carbs for me would be a low carb day for Adam. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm eating high carbs, it's 250 in a day and that's your dieting. That's low carb. Yeah. That's you dieting. Mm -hmm. You know, so for some people, they work. It works really, really well. And it's, I'm glad it's you positioned that way because I had yeah. a feeling you were going to come out a little different on this because you. I know you have been doing it a lot, and you've been ranting and raving about how you feel and a lot of things. Um, and and I and I agree with uh, what he's saying right now. I think that uh, there there's all kinds of science that supports the benefits behind it. Uh, I think it's great, and I think uh, if you have the discipline to do that, and you and you feel great when you do it, then maybe it is something you mu- most certainly should consider and i think it could be excellent for fat loss now the flip to that and just like he said somebody like me uh when i'm and when i'm cutting it's 300 grams of carbs so right that, that, I, 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 would, I never would eat that much yeah either. i lose i lose i lose body weight um uh, at 300 grams of carbs my maintenance is more like 350 to 400 uh you know surplus is above that so for me, um, it, when I when I go shit, well, I, and I've done this, but I've manipulated. I've gone no carb. I've done fifty grams, hundred. I've done all kinds of uh, playing around with. Uh, I, one, I, I don't feel good now. I now I also know this about the ketogenic diet too. It is it takes what fourteen days before your body for s- some switches people it s- takes that long. Yeah. So so I've never really truly given myself fourteen days or more of uh, being ketogenic to see if my body switches over and then I don't ever miss a carb again. But I. I, there's a lot of carbohydrates that I really enjoy, and if you're going to do ketogenic and you're going to stick to it and you're going to be true to it and get the true benefits of it, you got to stick to yeah. it and, and you got to really do yeah, it fully, balls deep. Yeah. In it. Otherwise, it could. I and the experience that I have with people that try it, it ends up backfiring on them because what they do is they take all the carbs away and they go for a few days or maybe even a week or two at a time, and then because they've missed it so bad, they over binge on the other side, and now their body has gotten used to not consuming carbs and has started to get efficient without that and now they're flooding it with uh not even not even what they were eating before but more than that you just get this huge weight gain from it so if you're somebody who doesn't think they're going to miss carbohydrates then i mean by all means but uh, dude i like I, i would here's my theory i would rather build a metabolism and teach my body how to how to utilize carbohydrates so that I can go do that every once in a while and not pay the price. If you live in a ketogenic lifestyle and then you decide I'm going to the movies with my friends and I'm going to have popcorn and candy and soda and just enjoy myself for a day, that's going to affect your body a hell of a lot different than it would affect mine. Because I could walk in there and do that and it won't. Oh, I'll get hyper. I, I notice a big sugar rush if I have some. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, statistically speaking, when they do studies on this and they do large group studies, and they'll say, you and this group, all you guys, we want you to uh, you know, just cut your calories. And you on this group, we don't want you to cut your calories. We just want you to not eat carbs. When they follow these people for six months and a year, the no-carb group loses more weight and keeps it off more effectively. This is like over and over when they do studies. So it's, it's, it seems for a lot of people it's more effective. But I will say this, the human body is extremely adaptive 
in with with different types of eating. There's cultures that eat, you know, a lot of carbohydrates and are very healthy and live a long time. And then there's cultures that eat no, almost no carbohydrates and they're very healthy as well. The body is extremely effective at adapting to different types of foods and the way we eat. And humans have been on Earth for a long time and we've almost gone extinct several times. So it's probably, you know, why we can do so. But so I would say try it out for yourself. I think if you're a very overweight person, people who tend to be really, really big tend to be very insulin sensitive. And in that case, cutting carbohydrates down very low tends to be very effective. I've seen, Mm. especially people with who who really obese or been obese their whole lives. I I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. That's a definite person who even myself would end up doing is restricting that because of, because of that. Although I know, I think I'm pretty sure I know who Watkins is and I've seen his IG. He's pretty fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty ripped dude. I don't think, uh, I think he's looking for the next level of getting shredded or what like that. And that, you know, the, the ketogenic thing, and, and I feel like it's so hot right now. I feel like I know. I yeah. feel like this is like the fourth it's time. It's grown like legs since yeah. last time I checked. Right. I feel yeah. this. I feel that, and it's nothing. It's nothing really new. Some new science is emerging, but even the study, like Sal talked about. I mean, you you mentioned the study about. Well, even these- then, I, I tried bringing this up, uh, and my wife Courtney always like scoffs at me. He's like, Ugh. you know, ketogenic because she's coming from the medical version right. of that, right? And so, like, you know, obviously uh, the version of fitness is a lot different. And they do have like some inclusions of uh, carbohydrates in there. Am I right, Sal? Well, um, as far as the, I mean, like there's there's minor amounts of it, but um, I mean they're they're excessively like super extreme. Yeah, in so the medical community. Yeah, in the medical community, when you do it for medical purpose, like epilepsy, it's uh, it's not just a lot of fat. It's mostly it's mostly what you eat. So it's like it'll be like seventy five percent of your calories come from fat, or eighty percent from fat, and very little uh, from protein, and none from carbs. That's the real ketogenic diet. But then athletes, when they do ketogenic diets, uh, will have a little bit more protein and give themselves more vegetables for that'll come up as some carbs. Um, and then you have things like the cyclic ketogenic diet where you only have carbs around your workouts. And there's a lot of different ways that people try to apply this for me personally. I can eat ketogenic in the sense that uh, I eat mostly, I eat a lot of fat. I eat a moderate amount of protein and I don't eat very I don't eat any carbohydrates except for maybe vegetables. And if I don't watch what I eat, if I just do that and I eat and and I try to eat a lot and when I'm hungry I snack and whatever, but I stay within those guidelines, oh, I stay yeah. I stay lean. Yeah. Well, I know I stay that, lean. I don't have to worry about it. I know that too. But I mean that's uh a lot of that has to do with your fat satiating your when you're eating protein. Totally. I mean you're eating some dense dense full foods. Uh, and c- carbs, you could take a handful of some carbs and that could be three, 400 calories yeah, and, and, and like, make like, me hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, make exactly, me really hungry. And make, yeah, exactly. Make you want to keep do, diving into it. Like the whole, uh, you know, you can't just eat one chip type of deal. You know what I'm saying? You just keep eating and eating. Well, and dude, eating. I had over the weekend, I had a, some gum, some sugar-free gum, which I usually don't eat just because of the artificial sweetener, but I had some, it tastes to me, I taste so sweet because I don't ever have sugar. Yeah. It's like, and I know my body's gotten to that point where it's gonna it's gonna be heightened, yeah. and it's and it's you know my senses. You have an orgasm from a, a strawberry, dude. <laughs> oh, or a strawberry right now would literally eat like it would taste like like a gummy bear would. Well, the people that have been listening to this back <sighs> from back when I did my show prep and I we we interviewed me through that whole process. I mean, I told you guys 
that's one of my favorite parts about depleting and cutting and, and, and coming down is I get rid of so much of that crap in my diet that, you know, you literally do bite into a strawberry or an apple and it literally tastes like candy. I mean, it is that rich and that full. And that's why I always tell people too, when they, uh, when they scoff or make fun of, uh, people that eat really clean and do stuff like that, I'm like, you know, what's crazy. And this also goes back to this IFI or IIFYM bullshit is that, you know, it's amazing when you actually do eat really, really clean for a long period of time, how much your system gets cleaned out. And then all of a sudden, whole natural foods start to taste different. They be, they become much richer. And you actually, st- you don't, you stop craving like crap yeah. food. Oh yeah. And your, the fats mm. and your natural sugars, like found in fruit and vegetables, all of a sudden become very satisfying yeah. where before. They're not overwhelmed anymore and overpowered with all these condensed, you know, flavors that are just hitting you like exa- rockets. And, well, that, and when it makes such perfect sense when you talk about the science of it because that's all sugars and candies and all this artificial stuff is it's condensed and it's it's overload on your brain listen your brain has receptors that pick up signals that tell you what something should taste like it only makes sense that if you overload the shit out of them with stuff that you would not find in nature because our brains evolved in a completely different environment that they will down regulate certain receptors because it's like, whoa, what is all this? Yeah. I'm going to downregulate some of my receptors so that it doesn't set so overwhelming. And uh, then, then you adapt to that flavor and then that's that tastes normal to you. Whereas if you don't have it and you have a little bit, it's like, boom, you know, like you said, explosion of, of, oh, yeah. of taste. Um, it, it, you, you, here's the thing. You could put a bowl of potato chips in front of me, which I love potato chips. Okay. And I would not, I wouldn't want to touch any of them. But if I have one of them, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got to keep that in mind. Also, this is also one of the things with you know it's me and pepperoni. When you're making those choices and you're saying I'm going to purposely schedule in this cheat day or cheat meal, um, you're gonna fucking you're be hungry. And, that. You're gonna be hungry and you're gonna crave shit for like the next two or three days. Sometimes a week. That's what happens to me. I know that, and, I, and it happens to my clients. Well, they'll have a cheat day and then it's like hard to get back on track. Now, if it's a if there's a reason for for eating what you're eating like it's your kid's birthday or it's a it's a celebration totally or you know it's worth it but if it's like ooh, i'm gonna schedule the cheat day on friday it's like well yeah, I isn't mean, it why? so much better to just let it happen like uh, naturally like you're not like planning that you're just like you show up it's there okay this is happening you know but i didn't it's not like you're obsessing about it right yeah yeah because then when you plan for it so I feel like you, it's just, you're just concentrating on I'm that i'm glad you brought that up right now because you just reminded me I was, i'm training one of my private clients today and she has a little tv always running on in the garage when we're working out and uh oprah winfrey's on and Oprah just had a guest. This is recent, last two weeks. So those that have watched probably remember this the show. And I forget the name of the diet, but they had this lady come on and it was, you know, she was launching it for the beginning of January. So this is the big program. And she was talking about how this the whole the whole basis on this is scheduling, you know, your cheat meals throughout the whole month. Like, okay, I'm gonna cheat on this Thursday. I'm going to cheat on that the following Sunday. I need at least one Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And I'm <laughs> so like, I, I think it's it's the same thing that I used to get when people I, people would hire me for competing and getting ready for a show. And they'd be like, well, uh, when do I get a cheat day or what's my cheat days? And I'm like, I don't understand this philosophy. My goal is for us to never cheat, but it's going to happen. We know that. We know there's going to be a challenge. It's gonna be, But why don't we wait until it becomes a situation where you feel like, man, Adam, it is my kid's birthday. I don't want to be eating on a Tupperware. I don't want to be eating all this boring ass food. I want to enjoy. I want to have a slice of cake with him and have a barbecue and do all these things and be normal. I'm like, great. This is a perfect opportunity for us to eat off of our meal plan. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and enjoy yourself for a day. You know, be mindful. 
You know, you know, you're if you're consuming right. those things, yeah, be keep mind. your portions, you know, yeah, under control, exactly. be, like something else. Yeah, or be active. Yeah. You know, move around, be active, right. be Drink mindful. A lot more water, you right. know, to yes. kind of count. Yes, yes. Yeah. But what's not plan out right. when you're gonna come off? Because otherwise, you do exactly what Sal was saying, and you'll notice every time you introduce that, you kick that craving right back up. You kick that right back up. That's right. That's so right. It, you're, you're trying to turn that mechanism back on. It, right? it it's makes like a it, switch. It makes it more difficult. Um, and here's the other thing too, and I, I, I guarantee if you're a trainer listening, you've heard this from your clients, they'll eat really well for a long time. They'll do really good and then they'll go and have pizza and then and they'll be like, oh my God, I ate pizza last night. And you're like, oh, was it good? And they'll be like, yeah, but I got really sick. I felt horrible or whatever. Uh, I used to be able to eat that food, but now I can't anymore. The reality is they always felt shitty before. They just have a contrast now. They felt so good yeah. that when they ate that food, they realized how bad it made them feel. This is also one of the benefits of eating clean. Do they call it habituation? It, it, I, I Maybe. I mean, but it, it's one of the benefits of it. Like, I, I eat, if I eat something, you know, quote unquote bad now, I feel shitty. And so, you know what part of my motivation for not eating it is? Yeah, to not feel shitty. Yeah, like, I, like, <laughs> like, like if we're going to a birthday party and everybody's having fun and I'm looking at the cake and I'm thinking, you know, I want to enjoy myself. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to have a good workout the next day. I'm going to feel crappy. It's going to make me hungrier for the next couple, three, you know, two or three days. I'd rather not. It's not because I'm thinking I'm going to get fat. I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to feel crappy. Mm-hmm. And that's a much healthier association with or connection to food and, yeah, and it goes properly. back to you know the analogy of performance like you know what does this do for me you know not like oh my god so good tasting right? <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah exactly so moral of the story balance. moral of the story balance subscribe to mind pump leave a five-star rating and review thank you gangsters thank you for listening to mind pump for more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.